Let's get this revolution started. Let's get this revolution started. You're listening to the Compassion Revolution podcast. Each week, we'll be looking at love, compassion, courage and tenderness, and all the hard work of showing up to shape a compassion revolution. I'm Mary Freer, and I've got 20 years working in healthcare behind me, and there's so much more for us to learn. Let's dive in. Hello there, you lovely human. Here we are again. So, we all know the writer Elizabeth Gilbert. She's probably best known for Eat, Pray, Love. That's probably where you might know her from. But I prefer her book, Big Magic. And so, just recently, I was reading her reflection on the death of her partner, Raya Elias. Raya was her longtime best friend, and her sudden terminal cancer diagnosis sort of unlatched a trapdoor, as Gilbert put it into the realisation that Raya was the love of her life. And this is what Elizabeth wrote about Raya. Grief is a force of energy that cannot be controlled or predicted. It comes and goes on its own schedule. Grief does not obey your plans or your wishes. Grief will do whatever it wants to you, whenever it wants to. In that regard, grief has a lot in common with love. Hmm. Well, just as surely as we've loved, we're all going to grieve. We all know that. But when it comes into your life, it's like a tsunami, isn't it? I've experienced grief where I felt that I was caught up in some crazy square dance and everyone had moved a step and I was completely out of sync with the entire universe. I've gazed up at blue skies and just been so angry that they were brazen enough for the sun to be shining when there was just so much pain all around me, and all I wanted was that utter new moon darkness. We've all been there, like you. I've cried and railed. But over time, i felt the warmth return to my bones, and that's what happens. We all come in close contact with death all the time, and that's why I really wanted to talk about it. Because people all around us are grieving. Most of the time, we don't even know it. Sometimes, when I'm sitting in my car in traffic, I'll glance over at the car beside me and I'll wonder to myself, hmm, maybe they're coming home from a funeral. Or maybe they're heading to the hospital to visit a sick friend. I wonder if they're feeling loved. I wonder if their heart is breaking. Do you do that? Do you look over into other cars and wonder what people are up to? I do that all the time. Anyway, this is the bit that I'm really interested in. I'm interested in what happens for grieving people when they return back to work. So many, many, many years ago, it feels like a lifetime actually, I worked in a government department where I was one day short of bereavement leave that had to cover all the days I'd taken off after my darling brother died. And my boss had the delegation to give me discretionary leave, but he decided not to. So he waited up and he told me he didn't think I needed that extra day, so he was going to count it as annual leave, a kind of holiday of sorts. I was so surprised. I was actually really surprised that I'd managed to put my socks on that morning and return to work. But I was so surprised that he could be so mean 
that I just smiled and nodded my head and got up and left his office. Not long after that, I actually left his department, but that's another story. So given that we will all be working with people who are grieving, I thought maybe we could unpack it a little bit, kind of work out what to say and what to do. So the grieving person often doesn't know what they need when they return to work. They may be fine one day, fine one week, and then not the next. But a really good manager like you recognises this and makes checking in with that person a priority. So that's what really helps, checking in with people. There's this grief therapist called Dr. Patrick O'Malley, and he wrote a book called Getting Grief Right. And he had this really good script for managers to follow, and I really like it. He said, maybe you could say, tell me how it's been in the last week. What can we do differently? What are we not providing? I really like that. It's warm and it's compassionate. And it says, I don't know exactly what you need, but I really want to know. So please tell me. How's it been in the last week? What can we do differently? What are we not providing? Great way to learn. When people come back to work, you might feel unsure what to say or whether you should even say anything. Maybe you think that if you mention it, you might upset them even more. Trust me, you won't jog their memory. They're thinking about it all the time. All the time. It actually makes people feel better to be acknowledged. So offering your sympathy is really, really warming. And it doesn't have to be complicated. You could just say, oh, I don't know, I'm really sorry for what you're going through. You don't have to mention right now that your dad or your cat or your partner died as well. Leave that out. People often feel anxious about how to act when a grieving co-worker returns to work. We think to ourselves, oh, how will we talk to them? Well, instead of thinking about what to say, O'Malley says we should reframe the question. We should think of it more as, how can I be available? How can I be present? How can I listen? So the goal is to be half a step behind and not to lead them anywhere. I really like that idea. Also, you can acknowledge your co-worker's grief more than once because we all know that our needs change. Emails on the anniversary of a loss a year later can be just as meaningful as the words that you said right after the loss. One thing I like to do is jot down the date in my calendar for a year ahead it helps me understand why that person isn't feeling on top of things when that day comes up. And then you can drop them a little note or a card or just let them know that you remembered. And instead of offering a sort of vague, how are you, try being a bit more specific. Like ask the question, how are you going today? It really acknowledges that grief changes from day to day. Well, it's a big topic, but I think it's one that's really worth talking about. I think being warm and letting people know we care is always the best way to go. Anyway, keep going. You're doing a great job at this Being a Human project. Until we talk again next week, may you be well, may you be happy, and may you find all the comfort you need just when you need it. This revolution.
This podcast is a production of Freer Thinking, and our theme music is produced by Iris Latour on I Love You, Let's Party. Subscribe to hear more about us at CompassionRevolution.care or drop us a line at podcast at CompassionRevolution.care. And if you'd like to leave a comment on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast, we'd really appreciate it. And don't forget, generously share with your friends. Viva la revolution.